Hi, everybody, and welcome once again to another episode of the Couples Develop podcast. My name is Bridget. I'm a marriage and family therapy graduate student, and I'm here with my boyfriend, Justin, who's a financial advisor, and we are so excited you're here for us uh, for another episode where we just talk about the things that we're reading, listening, thinking about, and doing um, in our relationship and that we think could be applicable to someone out there listening. So welcome. Welcome, everybody. The tire... If you listen to the last episode, the tire has been repaired, a.k.a. I'm out of the doghouse. <laughs> yes, yes. Back in, um, I almost just said you're back in the doghouse. Well, let's not go there. I haven't done enough yet. Yeah, that's. I don't know how to say that. Okay, we know what we mean. Yes, all is well, and we had several sort of just like life happenings we wanted to share with you all. So, Bridget, one of the things I did to get out of the doghouse is I watched... Bridget's favorite movie with her, The Greatest Showman. So good. Which uh, I went into it without thinking that I wasn't going to like it. And to my surprise, I loved it. He loved it, guys. But listen, there was a personal development aspect to the movie that I really liked. Uh, And it kind of, in a simplified way, as movies do, it shortened the cycle of showing someone's life stages of starting out with nothing, accumulating, whether that be success, skills, or external things, and then kind of crashing, and then coming back from it. So, you know, the movie starts out that uh, the main character wants to be a, uh, has a personality for the theatrical, per se, and he's very talented, and he eventually starts the circus, and uh, with that, even though he grew up poor, uh, accumulated wealth for the first time in his life. And he started changing when he did that. He all of a sudden wanted to ha- be friends with people bigger than he was. And he always needed more, 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 more that uh, if he got two things, he would need four things to be happy. And so instead of focusing on his wife and children, and even the people that helped get him to where he was, he uh, went down a little bit of a different path and ultimately lost everything that he had but then the movie shows uh the courage that he had to come back from it so i think it was so applicable to life that you know we think that once something happens or once we get the thing that we want it'll make us happy uh but if left unchecked uh, getting what we want can lead to more and more and more and and not having enough or not knowing when we have enough or what is enough in our life, I think is really important for us to review. Yeah. Well said. Well, I paused the movie halfway through and I, I'll share on my book recommendation for the week. It had to do with a, a book on the psychology of money. And I paused it because I shared a story from the book that was uh, one billionaire was talking to another and one of them was bragging how much money he made in the day. I'm sorry, a billionaire was bragging to a millionaire about how much money he made in one day. And the millionaire said to the billionaire, yeah, I have one thing that you don't have. And he said, what's that? Enough. And I said that to Bridget. And sure enough, that was like the theme of the movie as it it went going on. And I think it's so easy to get caught up into always needing more or thinking you need more when in reality you don't. Yeah. We live in, if you're listening to this in America, I know there's Uh, a number of difficulties going on with the recession, COVID. uh, But when you compare, even still, 
with those things. I, I know that uh, many people are, are have been negatively affected. While it may not be fun to compare yourself now to how life was lived in the 1800s or 1900s, even just having a little bit of perspective, if you have a phone, a cell phone, that you have uh, something more powerful in your pocket than than what the NASA computers were in the 1960s. So um, that's not to say if you're struggling, that's it's not real or anything, but I think backing up and asking yourself the question, would you rather be alive today or 100 years ago? I, I think most people would want to be alive today. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And I think too, I mean, exactly what Justin said with the myriad of difficulties that are going on in the world currently, of course, those struggles are all real and we all are um, dealing with certain things and suffering um, from different things to a varying to varying degrees. But um, I think at the same time, even if um, we have the ability, we have the choice every day to be content and accept um, where we currently are, even as we aspire to different things and to a hopefully better future. And we also have the chance to be grateful for even just like one or two things every day. Um, so definitely not something that's gonna, you know, like solve all your problems or um, tell you that what you're currently struggling with isn't real. It's not that at all, but just um, it, it, we do, we do still have the control over our mindset, I think more than, more than we believe. And, and it's not, it's not dependent on our circumstances, which I think can be the trap sometimes. So this move or this podcast is about personal development. If you watch The Greatest Showman from a personal development perspective, you can grow from that movie. And, and the soundtrack is pretty cool. I was gonna say I loved it for the message. Well, you know, Justin had a, got a very deep message from it, which I loved. But the music is super good. So if you haven't watched it yet, you can stop listening to this podcast and go watch it, <laughs> and then start listening again. So um, the next thing that we thought that we would chat about is a listener question that is from us as listeners. And it's something that we went through recently that we thought we would sort of chat through with you guys is um, how difficult or or just, um, I guess maybe challenging is a better word it is sometimes to bring up both funny and serious topics with your partner. It can be hard to kind of figure out like, the right time to do such a thing it can be difficult to provide context it can be difficult to um, give your partner like a heads up without sort of giving the classic like we need to talk because no one wants to hear <laughs> that message that can just promote so much provoke so much anxiety um, and then even when you're in the discussion it can be really hard sometimes to formulate what you're trying to say or, or you know say it in a, in a concrete way that's uh, that's relating to your partner what you want to be related that can leave them sort of floundering and not knowing if what you're talking about is something that is you need help with you need supportive listening you need advice you need to have a mental breakdown what whatever you may need so it's kind of something we went through recently it one of us asked the other person if they could talk with us and while they were talking, it kept going through the other person's mind of, oh my gosh, what can I do to help? What can I do to help? But then at the end of the day, all that person was seeking was just to talk and needed no help because they were fully in control. But whereas the partner who was listening 
thought that, uh, oh my gosh, there's all these things I'm going to need to do. And oh my gosh, I need to be on alert for certain things. And um, it, it, it just made us think how we talk to each other, asking what we're really looking for if something is important to us can be helpful in, in communicating between two people. Absolutely. And I think too, I mean, yeah, it's, and I think it's always a learning process and you're always not gonna have the perfect words or, you know, relate things well, but just that openness to be able to say, you know, at one point in the conversation, um, the, the, I, I was talking and what, you know, Justin looked, um, confused. And so then like, I, I was happy that I was able to at least say like, you look confused right now or you look concerned. Like, tell me a little bit more about that. Cause I think that that even helped hopefully <laughs> in the middle of it, um, to even sort of open up that conversation of like, I feel like what I'm saying is not coming across the way that I would like. And how do we fix that? And I think too, there's something that else I was thinking of as I was saying that, um, and and also, I mean, that goes along with, um, you know, communicating difficult and funny topics and kind of like what one you're going for. But then also, like, if you're, you know, venting about something and your purpose is to vent, it can be really easy for your other partner to kind of go into, like, you yourself or your partner to go into sort of, like, what they think is best in the situation. So, like, they could just, you know, be listening to you and you could be like, what are you doing? Like, I need some advice. Like, like help me out here. Or, like, they could jump into problem-solving mode and you could be like, whoa, back up there like I just needed a support listener so that's really important too to let your partner know as you're talking what you need from them because then I think that kind of takes the pressure off of them of like oh how am I supposed to respond to this so my college self takeaway from this part of the podcast was talking is good to your partner <laughs> talking is good all right well said so we had a couple date ideas that we thought we'd share with with both of you uh Regard well, both of you. I hope we have more than two <laughs> listeners. <laughs> oh man. Uh, okay, date ideas. We went apple picking last weekend, and we made ended up making an apple crisp. And I learned what a peck was. I first thought that it was a peck on a cheek, but apparently it's a unit of measurement of buying apples. And going around the grocery store and buying all the utensils was quite a fun process. That. Um, I have a fear of knives, and I didn't want to buy a knife to peel the apples. I wanted an apple picker, and the Packers were just about to play, and I said, Bridget, you better buy an apple peeler because I'm not going to go to the emergency room and watch the Packer, room, Packer game from there. <laughs> but then, upon further conversation, it was confirmed that if the Packers were playing and I was in the emergency room, <laughs> he would go with me. Yes, although we did discuss what if this was the Super Bowl and, and we did not come to a concrete resolution in yeah, that, that was, scenario. That's up in the air. So. Yeah, to be determined. <laughs> but it was really, it was fun. And I think it was just a really, it's it was a date idea that was different, something neither of us had done before, and it was really simple. It was really simple to find an apple orchard to go I think the line of the day was when I said to Bridget, because she's a pro at apple picking, what's different between these apples and the ones I buy in the <laughs> store? And apparently nothing. <laughs> Except I got to put for, pay for my manual labor and picking them. 
We learned what a peck was last weekend, and a few weeks before that, we learned what a bushel was. So we're just all about units of measurement as it relates to apples. Oh, yes. Very big, big ways to measure things. And then after that, we made apple crisp, which was also really fun. And I would just, I recommend cooking together, baking together as a fun date idea. But apple crisp is awesome. So I would just, you can bake and cook anything, but apple crisp is a good option. Baking, cooking together, and then working out together. Yes, in that order. Um, so the other thing we've been doing, Bridget's idea, that uh, one of her best friends is having a baby, and she got the baby to be a, her favorite children's book. And so it prompted us to both kind of read our I randomly had a copy of my favorite children's book growing up in my place. And we read the stories to each other. It was actually a pretty fun way to go down memory lane. Uh, What kind of got me in the doghouse again was Bridget's favorite story featured a teddy bear. And all I could think about was the movie Ted where there was a talking adult teddy bear. But um, I I enjoyed the story. (laughs) Smiled it. Oh, man. Yeah, that was good. And then my um, opening to telling Justin that I wanted to show him something when I saw him, which was the children's book, was telling him that I had show and tell. And so it it was just my, like I was relating back to those kindergarten days where, oh, like a cute book or or something to show. And so that's what I was talking about. But then Justin was, when before we had met up, he said, you know, oh, like I have something to show you right now. I have show and tell. Come along. (laughs) What did you have to show? Well, I think tying it into a relationship, being sporadic and uh, responding to the moment, I think, can make things a lot of fun. So there was a gorgeous rainbow that I saw when I was leaving the office, and I quickly, Bridget was at my place, quickly drove over and said, come on, you got to quick get in the car without telling her uh, what what I was up to. Now, I, I wouldn't recommend that on the first date when you're first meeting somebody of telling them to quick get in your car and don't <laughs> tell them a reason why. But but there, but we were able to then go on a hill where we could oversee the entire rainbow, and it was a very uh, neat moment. It was by far the prettiest rainbow I've ever seen in my life. Uh, but we got a couple good good photos with each other, and so takeaway there is finding the spur uh, spur of the moment things in a relationship adds that spice, sizzle, and spark, and can keep that glowing into the night. And morning. Agreed. Agreed. And sort of along those same lines, we our final date idea was we um, started having movie night Fridays. Last night it was Thursday, but typically Fred, movie night Fridays. Because LeBron James plays yeah. in game two of the NBA Finals tonight, so some things get shifted around. Something's going on in the NBA, I guess, that we're going to watch tonight. I don't know what it is, but... <laughs> Justin recommended it. And um, so, yeah, so it, it's been really fun and really nice to just... The couple of movies we've watched, something has come up where we're thinking, like, oh, this would be a good movie to watch. I really wanted him to watch The Greatest Showman. That's why we watched that. Um, but Justin, um, three weeks ago when we first did this, he asked, you know, he's like, oh, would you... Question for you. Would you rather watch it in here, like in his living room, or out in the hammock? He has, like, a nice, like, balcony with a hammock and... Um, one of those like mosquito repellent candles. Plus it's fall, so there's less mosquitoes anyways. And he's like, would you rather watch it in the hammock? And we kind of thought about it and I was like, that sounds kind of fun. Let's just like see and do it. And we did it for the past, 
um, couple ones. And it was so nice. And, and I feel like it was a really simple shift. Like it doesn't seem like a big deal to, you know, where are we going to watch the movie on the couch or in the hammock? You know, of course that doesn't matter, but just the fact that it was out under the stars, it was different. I just feel like it added, it added something special to an otherwise very simple movie date. And so just like Justin was saying, it's important to kind of go with the moment and be sporadic and be spontaneous sometimes. I think that's, you can always spike, spice up more mundane, what could be seem like mundane um, date ideas with making little changes like that to make them really simple and special. Yes. And that is a quote from one of the movies we watched. Mrs. Doubtfire, I recommend So it. good. It was so, it's probably one of the funniest movies I've ever seen, I would say. Well, good. So the last thing is we just had a couple of resources for both of you. Again, why do I keep saying both of you? We, I think it's because there's two of us. I Maybe, yeah. But anyway, the book I recommend is The Psychology of Money by Morgan Housel. Just came out a couple of weeks ago. Is It is amazing. You don't need to be a finance person in order to appreciate the book. It is written in story format. And every chapter is very easy to understand, to the point, brief, but gives a takeaway of a life lesson that you could apply to in your own life and most likely will make you better handling at your own money. So The Psychology of Money by Morgan Housel. Love it. Sounds like a good one. From what Justin shared, too, I, I, I do think it's really interesting. Plus, it's like both of our fields yes. meshing together. Psychology and money. Okay. Um, my book recommendation is called Atomic Habits by James Clear. Um, one of those books, I've been very into sort of like my hack for the week in a, addition to my book recommendation for the week is checking out if you're, if you have a library card, if you have a local library, seeing if they have, um, a library app. A lot of libraries these days are connected with certain apps that allow you to get ebooks onto like your phone or your Kindle or your tablet or laptop or whatever it may be. Um, and then also um, have audiobooks. And so audiobooks have been huge for me because I um, drive a lot uh, currently with school and work. And so I'm on the road a lot and I have just loved audiobooks. It's been something, one of the I think best things I've done this year. It's just been really a really nice way to spend my time. And I feel like I've gone through so many more books this year, listening to them on audio than I would have reading, which is exciting. But anyways, the book that I'm reading now is Atomic Habits by James Clear. And um, it's one that I'd heard of, but I'd never really um, had a strong inclination to read. Um, but then it came across as a one I could borrow right away. So that's why I did it. And I've actually really enjoyed it so far. It's a pretty, it's about five hours, which is a shorter audiobook, depending on how you look at it. And um, I feel like it, like Justin was saying, that it gives you really practical things to kind of apply to your life. I would say that this book does the same. I think it does a really nice job of outlining um, sort of here's the idea, breaking it down into something anyone can understand, and here's how you apply it, which I always think is so helpful to give people. You know, it's like you, you read a book and you want to know how you can apply it to your life, and I think this one does just that. Well said, Bridget. All right. Well, that's what we had for all of you listening today. <laughs> nice job. Um, that is it. And we are so glad um, for all of you listening. If you have any questions or um, comments or listener questions you want to put in, we'd love to hear from you at couplesdevelop at gmail.com. And other than that, we will see, we will, vir- 
vision uh, audioly see you next week and to finish this episode i'm gonna quote goofy from my favorite childhood book goofy's big race a walt disney beginner reader and his philosophy in life slow and steady steady and slow that's the only way to go well said well said babe